All right, everybody. Um, man, I have the incredible privilege of having Pastor Mark from the UK here with us. Uh, we're going to be talking about God's will. Pastor Mark, he is the senior pastor of Cooper Surrey. Uh, they have three campuses there. They are planting a new one. Is that correct? Four campuses? Three? Uh, we, have, uh, we have four campuses and we're in the process of planting. Yeah, fifth. Come on. There we go. <laughs> an extra campus there. So it's, uh, man, thank you so much for making uh, the time to be here with us. And uh, man, it's a great topic today. And I know you have a lot of different stories. God has taken you on different journeys for you to do what you're doing today. Um, hey, why don't you just talk a little bit, uh, Pastor Mike, on how, you know, uh, how you came to become the senior pastor of Equipers Surrey and do what you're doing right now? Yeah, sure. So um, long story, long story short, I guess, was um, so I, I started off life um, as a pilot, as an airline pilot. So that's what I trained to do uh, in my 20s. And um, I moved to London um, when I had literally just qualified as a pilot for British Airways. And so, in fact, I, I remember joining Equipus Church, which was led by Pastor Bruce Monk and Helen, and um, I don't know, there was probably 40 people in the church, something like that, that they'd wow. only been in the UK maybe a year. And um, uh, it was a, one of those God situations where a friend of mine from another city had moved to London. And, um, you know, you might call it coincidence, but it was a really a God thing that she ended up visiting Equipus Church. And... Um, and uh, so anyway, she, she rang me and she said, oh, look, I found this church. I think you're really going to like it when you, when, you, when you move to London. Come and check it out. And I did. And um, I, I really liked it. In fact, I remember having, you know how sometimes we have wish lists or, or things we say to God we really want? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I had three things that I said, God, I would love. Uh, number one, I would love to join a church with a great vision. Number two, I would love to, I would love to join a church that was small that was about to grow into a vision. And, wow. uh, and the third thing, I would love to join a church where, where I'm kind of needed. And so, um, so I found Equipus Church. It was small, but it had a big vision. It was at the, you know, the starting point of what it was going to do in Europe. And I remember at the end of the service, Pastor Bruce climbed up on a chair, <laughs> you know, Bruce style. <laughs> and I remember saying, hey, this week, remember, we're praying for a drummer. And, uh, and that was me. That's what I did. So um, wow. it was, you know, it was like God was answering all my prayers. So, so I joined the Quipper Church and I just journeyed with, you know, those guys for a couple of years. And after about two years, Bruce just came to me and said, hey, would you consider coming on staff, leaving, leaving the, the airline job, which is a bigger, com you know, bigger comment or conversation. But, um, but essentially I said yes. And um, trained with Bruce and Helen and... Uh, Wow. eventually ended up taking over from those guys when they moved back to New Zealand. Um, and then for a period of time was leading equipment search in the city of London and in West London. And in the meantime, Pastor Peter moved to Surrey, which for those of you who don't know it, if you imagine uh, just a big circle, a London is just like a big circle. And yeah. um, um, Peter had moved right to the edges of that circle. So right on the edge of kind of London, not really even London anymore, you know, and, and the church had really flourished under his leadership. Mm. And what happened is when that church became Equippers, um, I remember having a conversation just saying, hey, why, we, we should just be one church. Um, let's not have Surrey yeah. and Equippers Clapham and Equippers West London and Equippers, let's just call it Equippers, let Peter lead it. I'll do whatever you want me to do. 
And um, wow, I didn't know that. that. Didn't know yes. the story. <laughs> so I, I, I just said, well, look, yeah, you know, you tell me what you want me to do. And, and eventually I ended up moving out to where Peter was and serving um, kind of in an executive pastor role. And he traveled a lot that allowed him to travel much more. And then, wow. um, and then, I mean, I'm put, this is like a 20 year story, I suppose. And then, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, you know, we officially took over from Peter and Jackie, um, Monica and myself. So. And that's, wow. that's where we are today. Come on. Man, that's a 20-year <laughs> story in like three minutes. That's awesome. <laughs> There's a few twists and turns along what, the way. What an incredible journey, though. Um, man, that's why um, you, have, you have had to go on a journey, you know, to discover what, you know, what's God's will for your life. And you have done a lot of things uh, in order to do what you're doing today. And uh, man, I, I think to start, uh, let's just, because all of us, need, we need to embark on that journey uh, to discover God's will for our lives. And uh, so how can someone, Pastor Mark, how can someone embark on that journey? What's, how is the beginning, what, what does it look like, the beginning of that journey to discover our purpose, our yeah, God's will yeah. for our lives? That's a great question. I, su I, su I suppose it's a question um we're all asking whether we even know we're asking it or not you know we're we're all hungry for that we're all searching for that and whether you've articulated that question or not doesn't mean that you haven't already asked it because in your heart you probably have asked it like what am i here for what how am i going to be best used um and i think um you know if i look back i'm 43 now if i look back to kind of my early 20s and coming out of university um I think the, the, biggest, the biggest indicator has always been for me is, is just that, that whole idea of passion. Like wow. what gets fired up? What gets you excited? Where do you naturally lean into? And if I look back now over my journey, I didn't necessarily see it at the time, but even when I was at university, you know, I was heavily involved in things like the Christian Union and stuff like that. And it was always a priority. Um, church was always really important. Um, then when I, um, you know, and then just the stuff I did in my holidays, it was always quite kind of, you know, mission focused. Yeah, or, yeah. It was just, I just always was doing that kind of stuff. And so uh, how do we get started? I think a great place to get started is simply look at what you are passionate about. And I wow. think it's, that is a great indicator of there's probably a hunger and a desire that has been God placed that he wants yeah. to do something with. Love it. That's awesome. They start from that passion, that desire. That's, that's amazing. Hey, we have heard, like, um, we know that there is a general will. God, there is a general will of God for humanity. And then there is a specific will. Um, maybe let's just uh, chat a little bit on uh, what's the general will of God for humanity in your point of view? Yeah. Yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a great question. Um, I would say it's like this. I would say um, the general will of God for humanity is, is naturally, number one, to have a relationship with him. That's his heartbeat. Yeah. He, it's, it's not like he's got a will and he wants us to do a, a separate will. And then, you know, you know, never shall they meet. It's, you know, his heartbeat is, is relationship. So, 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 so the general will of God, I think, is for us to be in relationship with him. But then secondly is I would say it's to bring uh, really the kingdom of God to the earth, to extend wow. the kingdom across the face of the earth. That's the will of God. That's the big will of God. And, and in that then falls, you know, a 
billion different possibilities of what <laughs> you and I might do to help yeah. extend that work. Um, that's where, you know, people, you know, people say things like, ah, oh, you know, well, you're called because you're a pastor, but I'm not called because, mm. because wow. I'm going to be an accountant or I'm going to be a doctor or I'm going to be whatever. You know, and it's just nonsense. We are all called wow. yeah. to extend the kingdom of God right across the face of, of the planet. You know, what is the kingdom of God? For me, the kingdom of God is simply God's way of operation on the earth. Wow. So Love God, it. God wants his kingdom to operate uh, in, in the medical field. He wants his kingdom to operate uh, in the entertainment industry. He wants his kingdom to operate in sports and leisure. He wants his kingdom to operate in the church. He wants his kingdom to operate in mums and dads and families. And so his kingdom, he wants it everywhere. He wants it extending everywhere. And, that, yeah. and then the awesome thing about that is it just means, you know, every single person listening to this podcast today, it means you're in, you're wow, on the team. On. You're chosen, you have a place and a fit. There's a role for you. Your role looks different to me, looks different than yours, but there's a role and so, the, the will of God is to extend his kingdom, to bring heaven to earth in every realm of society. Love it. And, 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 and then we get to be part of that. Come on. I love it. Yeah. Oh, everyone, everyone is included. <laughs> everyone <laughs> is in it. That's awesome. Um, man, I love how you talk about the kingdom. It's especially right now, you know, in the times that we live in, we need to, uh, to bring the kingdom to earth and um, the God, the God's way of operation the way he operates. Uh, um, and yeah, man, hey, shall we talk a little bit about, more specifically speaking, um, God has wired us in a specific way. You know, <laughs> we're different. Um, mm -hmm. We have different culture, different races, different nationalities, language, and, and, and then personalities, temperament, and God has given us different gifts, talents. Um, so how, um, how can God use those natural abilities that, you know, we call it grace zone, uh, to help us discover and fulfill God's specific plan, uh, will for our lives. I think you touched a little bit on it in the beginning. So do you want to share a little bit more uh, on that? Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, definitely. I, um, I love the way that God has wired us. I love the fact that we're all different. I love the fact that what gets me going is not what gets somebody else going. Um, and, um, and, and so I, I think one of the things we've got to do to discover the will of God is we, we do need to look for what we're passionate about. And sometimes those passions actually change over time. Yeah. But they often are stepping stones to, to wow. you know, to where we need to be. So, you know, um, so just to give an example, I, I said when I joined Equippers, I, I, um, I played the drums. So that was like, yeah. that was my thing. I played drums. And, um, and what had happened was I had, I, when I was at university, um, I joined a, um, like a choir type thing. It was called the Continentals. Wow. It, was, it was based out of America. And what they used to do is they would bring a choir and they like a, and a band together. And, and they had 50 of these every summer. And then you would train for like a week and then you would go out on the road for either three weeks. Some people went up to three months. And basically every night you went to a church and you did, you know, you did this kind of gospel show type thing. And there was an invitation. And, and looking back now, it's super cheesy. And it's one of those things you think, oh, no, super embarrassing. <laughs> but, um, 
but but I but but what I knew I could do was I could play the drums. So yeah. I took what I could do and I offered that up to God and and God took it and God used it. And um, and then what happened on one of those tours, um, I'd been this, I did like three or four of these, and I think on the third, <laughs> on the third tour. Um, I'm just happy playing the drums and the choir director said to me, Hey, I would like you to share your testimony tonight. Wow. And um, I'm like, I'm, you know, the, the irony of what I do today is I was a horrendous public speaker. I mean, <laughs> awful, so bad. I remember giving a presentation when I was doing my flying training and everything shook, you know, my legs shook, oh, wow. everything shook. Anyway, I remember this lady said, no, I want to give you a testimony. And I'm like, no, don't make no. me do it. And she's like, no, I, I want you just to share 30, you know, three minutes of your life of what God's done. So I get up to the front and I remember getting given this microphone and I'm not joking. I am shaking so bad. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to drop the microphone. Wow. And I remember clapping my hand both hands on the microphone and both <laughs> hands are shaking i'm shaking so bad you know you've been in church and you've seen somebody give a testimony yeah, and you're yeah. like just come sit down this is cruelty yeah, this yeah, is yeah. and and so i'm shaking so bad and um and anyway i get through this testimony and i sit down and i think well thank god i've never got to do that ever again and um <laughs> the choir director comes to me she says i want you to do it tomorrow night as well wow like you're kidding me. So yeah. eventually I just said, yes. I just said, okay, yes. And I ended up doing it for 30 nights in a row. Wow. I shared my testimony every night for 30 nights in a row. And what, so I'm talking about stepping stones. So I'm, I'm a, yeah. I've got drums, but now someone has seen something in my life that I didn't see in my own life. And that's another big part of discovering the will of God, I think. And yeah. And um, I, I say yes to an opportunity. Yeah. Which is wow. important. Yeah. And then, and then after 30 days, I remember, you know, thinking to myself, Mark, there's something in you that you didn't realize was in you. Wow. And I didn't see it, but somebody else did see it. And so I just said yes to God. And so, you know, it, the, the, you know, what was my grace zone? My grace zone was just playing the drums. That led to, okay, just sharing a little bit publicly. And then, um, you know, eventually I joined Equippers and I um, actually what happened was I, I, I joined, I played the drums before long. I led the worship team. Uh, before Whoa. long, I was leading services. And then Bruce would be traveling and then I would start to preach. Um, and then um, I remember one day sat in a service. This is such a great story. I was in a service. Yeah. We're coming to the end of the service. I can't remember who was preaching, but Bruce was on the front row and I'm sat behind him. And I know, um, I think the band had got up to do a song or something and we need to do an altar call. And I remember Bruce just like nudges me and goes, you do the altar call. Wow. <laughs> this is like with like 30 seconds to go. And I say, no. Because I'm oh. terrified, terrified. And he goes, yeah. no, you do it. And I'm like, no. Wow. Like, this little back and forth for a moment. And, and, uh, and eventually I think, man, he's just not going to get up and do it. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. So it. I yeah. get up 
can I do this article? And I haven't got a clue what I'm doing. So all I do is I just copy what I've heard every other person do when they give an article. And I yeah. close my eyes and I, and I pray, you know, this prayer. And it was in the days, you know, you used to invite people forward. And so I'm like, if you, you know, if you prayed that prayer, I would love you to come to the front. And my yeah. eyes are shut. And, and then I open <laughs> my eyes. I open my you eyes. Close your I, eyes. You close the eyes. Like, but I open them and I see people starting to come. Wow. And I, and I kid you not, I felt the voice of the Holy Spirit, just this quiet little voice just say to me, this is what you were put on the earth for. Wow. Come on. <laughs> and it changed my life. And so, you know, I, that, that's a long way of saying, if we'll just use what our grace zone is, if we'll just use what's in our hand, if we'll just use what God is asking us to do, whether it be small or whether it be big, it will lead you to the unfolding will of God. And, wow. and so ultimately I ended up taking over leading that church from Pastor Bruce. But it started with drums. And then it started with someone seeing something on my life that I didn't see and, wow. and me just kind of leaning into that and trusting that. I use that oh. language now. I didn't have that language at the time. I didn't think I'm leaning in. You know, I just thought, yeah, yeah. I'll do what you asked me to do. Yeah, yeah. Man, I love <laughs> it. You, you kind of, you're doing it intuitively and, and, you know, now you have the language to it. Man, I love, you talked a little bit on the unfolding will of God. And, and I think one of the challenges that people may face, Pastor Mike, is knowing the next step. It's knowing, you know, because sometimes passion that you uh, that you're talking about uh, it kind of fades you know i used to play guitar as well my passion to play guitar at church is, is not there anymore you know my passion now is just to you know be <laughs> reach out make disciples build leaders that's my passion now um and i love how you have transition and uh, so how how can someone know what's the next step i think that's probably where we get stuck sometimes knowing what is what to do next um i i know you touched a little bit on it but do you want to expand on that how you, you know how can someone know what the next step is you know you came from drumming to leading worship and then to yeah. service leading and well, how does that work how do you know what to do next yeah um well, 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 like you i think god uses the hunger in our hearts of where we're at for a season and then it's like he does lead us on. And so like, I don't play the drums anymore in any, in any kind of way. And, and people say, did you miss it? And I say, no. Uh, people say to me, do you miss flying? And I say, no, like, I just don't. But, you know, it was, that was then. That's what God yeah. used to get me yeah, where yeah. I am now. Um, you know, I like talking to people like Bruce and Peter Prothero who are not leading churches anymore. And if you ask them, you know, do you miss leading the church? They don't because they've moved on. They've, you know, they've, they've taken a stepping stone. So here's what I believe. I, I, you know, I believe the will of God. How, do we, how does the will of God unfold? Uh, it says, your word is a, a lamp until my feet, you know, a light until my path. In yeah. other words, we never see the end goal, the big picture. Yeah. God really only ever, only ever shows us the next step. Wow. Um, and I think for a start, that puts people off because people, it's like, what am I signing up to? Yeah. Well, I don't, I don't think the disciples knew what they were signing up to when he said, come follow me. Yeah. And they said, okay, like, what was the next step? The next step was just follow Jesus. They didn't know that they'd become apostles and they'd turn the world upside down. And most yeah. of them were martyred, you know, for yeah, their faith. Yeah. 
they weren't, they didn't, they didn't see any of that. They just saw what is the next step. And I, I think the next step is often not as complicated as people make it out to be. Yeah. I that I think that we're all looking, not, we're, we're afraid of making mistakes, but God isn't, isn't afraid of us making mistakes. Yeah. I think God is more concerned with us getting stagnant than wow. he is about just keeping moving. Wow. I've made a million mistakes in my life, but I yeah. know that I am where I'm meant to be. I believe I'm, I believe I'm right where I'm meant to be. I believe I'm not ahead of time. I'm not behind time. I'm exactly where I'm meant to be. That's not because I've, that's not because I've journeyed a perfect journey far from yeah. it. It's simply because I think God is able to accelerate us to where we need to be. If we're yeah. moving. Wow. And so I think in your heart, you've just got to have an attitude of, I refuse to be stagnant. I'm going to wow. keep moving. Not geographically, by the way, <laughs> he <laughs> may geographically. Did that um, happened to me. <laughs> that happened to you. It's happened to me. Yeah. But, um, in our hearts, if we'll remain hungry for him, he'll always nudge us and always lean us. Um, I asked Dr. Michael Baden the question. I, I, I asked Dr. Michael, who, if people don't know who Michael is listening, you know, he's an amazing a friend to equipers, but a, a, an incredible pastor and leader, seasoned leader, who's done some amazing things. And I said to him, hey, Michael, how do you know when to say yes to an opportunity? Do you know what wow. his answer was? What, what was it? <laughs> he said, when well, I'm 51% sure. <laughs> he said, I, I wow. So in other words, it's like when, we're, when, we're, when our heart is saying more yes than it is no, that's just no. Wow. When we're wow. more yes than no. I find that so helpful just to go. And, and another thing that I really remember that helped me, I remember Pastor Sam Monk standing up one day and saying, I've never been 100% sure about any decision I've ever yeah. made. It blew my mind. I remember yeah. thinking, what? <laughs> what, is, what is this madness? Yeah, You've yeah. never been 100% sure. But he's right, man. You know, when it comes to taking the next step, you don't need to be 100%. But wow. What does that small leaning on the inside of you say? Yeah. What, what's, what, where is your passion taking you? Yeah. Uh, what's just nudging you to say, come on, just, just try, try this, try that. Yeah. And I think the other thing I would say, how do you know what the next step is? I, I think have, an, have a heart that, have an attitude of yes, yeah. rather than attitude of no. Yeah. So, wow. I, I love that whole thought. We, we, live on, we live on a green light rather than living on a red light. You know, many Christians living on wow. a red light. Stop, stop, yeah. stop, 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 stop. When I get the green light, I'll go. Wow. I would rather live, um, live on the green light. Well, I love yeah, it. Live on green. Come on, we're going, we're going, we're going, we're going, we're going. And then sometimes God will put a, you know, a flashing orange light up and say, danger, <laughs> you know, warning. Or sometimes he puts a red light up and says, not for you. Um, yeah. I'll give you a story. I'm, I'm, I remember when we were leading the church in London and we mm. had a growing family. We've got four kids. London is a phenomenally expensive place to live. The church uh, was not um, a large church in London. We were adding about 100 people every year, but we were saying goodbye to about 100 people every year <laughs> because of the transientness of central London. So we were yeah. a church of about 100 people on yeah. a Sunday. 
um, but 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 about um, maybe, probably not quite a hundred percent, but probably sixty to seventy percent would go every year. So mm-hmm. we're never really growing fast enough to break that cycle. Yeah. And so my salary was a good salary for the size of church, but it wasn't sufficient to support our family. And mm-hmm. um, I thought, well, I'm going to get another job. I've I've got abilities. I need to make money. I found a I found a charity that was looking for a CEO. I could do it two days a week. I had all the skills. I knew I could do it. And I shared with Bruce, who was in London. I said, Bruce, I need to make some more money. He said, yep, yeah, no problem. I said, so I've found this job. I'm going to apply for it. I think I've got a good chance of getting it. And um, he said, okay. He, he woke up the next morning. And uh, Bruce, if, if you talk to Bruce, he would say that the Holy Spirit, he often hears first thing in the morning. And uh, he, he felt the Holy Spirit say to him, other pastors can be bivocational, but not Mark Collier. Wow. And he just, and he rang me and he said, Mark, I'm just telling you what I heard from God. I don't think you should do it. And wow. I'm, so glad I, I'm so glad that I didn't do it because the way my personality works is I'm pretty all or nothing. And, uh, wow. and it would have taken me away from what God was calling me to do. So Wow. I don't know if these, I'm trying to paint some pictures. I love it. No, I love it. This is amazing, man. This is incredible. I, I think that pro- probably one of the main things that make um, people stagnant or living with their red light is the fear of yeah. making, you know, mistakes, failures, setbacks. And I think it would be good to share on how can you deal with failures and setbacks in the process of fulfilling, discovering and fulfilling God's will. If you can share a little bit how you have dealt with those probably have failed i'm 100 sure uh, how do you deal with failure and setback in the process of fulfilling god's will for your life you know it, it, it is an absolutely brilliant question because if you don't learn how to fail with it you are going to struggle yeah because we are not perfect and in fact god uses the process of failure to shape us and mold us and develop us and um, so I, I, um, I know very, very well the feeling of frustration and the feeling of this is not working and, and the questions of, have I even got it? Um, was I wow. the right choice? Wow. Um, you know, right now people might look at Monica and I and, 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 um, and see some semblance of success just because of the church we lead, but you've really got to go back into our journey to discover some pretty, pretty sore pain points where, you know, I'm not kidding you, Manuel, because I have a, I have a, I've got always gave me a, you know, early on gave me a vision for the UK. You know, I see an Equippers church in every major city across the whole of our nation. I see that. I've had that since the day I came into ministry. But here I am, I'm in London, I'm leading a church of less than 100 people. And I'm giving 120%, but it doesn't matter what we're doing. We just can't seem to get the breakthrough. And this was not a six-month period of time. This was like a three-year period of time. And the pain that brought, you know, it was like Sunday, Monday morning, it was just like I just wanted to give up just about every Monday morning. (laughs) 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 <laughs> and, but but something in me would say no no come on you can't give up it's 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 too it's too strong in you but um i wanted to say this i i, I think that having people on the journey with us 
who believe in us is one of the key things that will help us get through those very, very difficult times where the vision and the dream doesn't seem to be unfolding at the rate that you thought it would. And I don't know if I'm being very truthful with you, whether we'd be sat here having this conversation today, if it wasn't for some people in my life who absolutely stood with me and believed in me and championed me. And so people like Pastor Bruce and Helen Monk, people like Pastor Sam and, and a whole bunch of other people around the world who would just come in. And when I was at, you know, just at breaking point or just absolute frustration point, they would come in and they'd they'd say, come on, Mark, you're not doing anything wrong. Keep on going. Wow. And so if, if you don't have those people in your world, you have to add them to your world. Wow. Because I just guarantee if you're going to do anything great for God, if you're going to unfold, the, the will of God is going to unfold in your life, you are going to need encouragers. Wow. You're going to need it. them. Um, if you think this Christian, you know, I like what Bruce Monk says. He says, he says when we got saved, we thought we were getting on a cruise ship. <laughs> Yeah. But what we actually got on was a was a battleship, was a warship. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. You know, that that's like kind of what like, you know, ministry and I think other things, other other walks of life are like too. So you've got to have those encouragers. You've got to invest in people. You know, for 20 years I've been coming to New Zealand once or twice a year, every year. And wow. and people say, How do you go to New Zealand every year? Because I need relationship with people who are gonna pick me up when I'm down and 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 you have to invest in those people before you hit the wall it's no point hitting the wall (laughs) people you know you need to invest in them now into your life so that when the wall comes and the wall is going to come we're running a marathon we're not running a sprint the wall you're going to hit the wall at some point something is going to happen it's inevitable um sorry that sounds negative but it's not it's just it's gobble you to set you up but you need people and so i i I would say you need people you need encouragers you need people who believe in you you need people who can see something in you that you can't see in yourself wow wow man i love it it's it's incredible how (laughs) yeah we do need we do need a lot of encouragers (laughs) in the journey and we, yeah, we all going to, you know, there will be failures, there will be setbacks, and God, God uses everything. I love how, man, thanks so much for being vulnerable and just sharing the journey. Um, I want to know, um, when it comes to, you know, fulfilling God's will and discovering, fulfilling God's will, uh, I want to know for you, what's the role of faith? Uh, and you talked a little bit about community already, which is that encouragement, uh, encouragers around you. But what's the role, the role of faith and community? when it comes to uh, the journey that you have in fulfilling God's will for your life. When you say faith, are you, are you kind of talking about um, um, like our Christian faith or belief, uh, belief, vision, you know, vision, like, uh, yeah. Yeah. Good. Yeah. Got it. Yeah. Yeah. Not necessarily our Christian foundations, but actually believing for the future, believing for bigger things. That's a great question. (laughs) how to best best phrase it um yeah faith is is critical isn't it like um if we 
you know, I really, I really do believe, I believe in the power of faith. I, I believe in the power of taking the word of God and speaking it over our future. Yeah. So, in, so, okay, so I've been in ministry for a while now. So I, for me, understanding the will of God is, is, is less about a vocation or it's less about here's where you're going to make your money from. So now it's more about what are you going to achieve on the face of the planet? How is the kingdom yeah. going to be funded? And I think, so, so then you really are into the realm of what do you believe? What do you yeah. believe? What do you see? Um, so that is absolutely massive. And, and I think keeping vision over our lives, we've got to, you know, we've all heard of vision leaks. You've got to constantly have vision for where you're going. But then, you know, where, it, where I think the movement we are part of is so unique is we have this understanding that if we are to have the greatest impact on the face of the planet, which is the will of God for us to have a massive impact, we can't do it alone. Yeah. Wow. So we don't believe in the idea of the personality preacher. We don't believe in the idea of the one top dog who we all bow down to and, you know, is the, yeah. you know, the chief in charge of everything. What we believe yeah. Is, is each one of us has a grace upon our lives that when we bring it together um, globally, we are stronger than we are individually. So um, for me to see the will of God at worked in my life in its most in, in, uh, impactful way and successful way, I need to be part of this community of believers yeah. that lifts my thinking to wow. another level. So Love it. I only know what I know and that frightens the life out of me because I don't think I know that much. Yes. <laughs> I only know what I know. And I am constantly asking God, God, you know, lift my thinking, lift my thinking, help me see more, help me see what I don't see. I pray that yeah. nearly every day. God, show me what I can't see. Show me what I can't see. Well, yeah. the question then is, how's God going to do it? How's God going to show you what you can't see? Is he going to show it to you by writing it in the sky? <laughs> For a dog walk one day and the clouds start to paint a picture of, here's what you need to know, Mark. You know, could he do it? Yes, he could. Has he done it? Yeah. Not for me so far. Yeah, um, yeah. Is it all going to come out of revelation by sat in this chair with my Bible open? Well, some of it will come by revelation. But mm. in, my, in my experience, and I can only give you my experience, most of the provocation of my thinking has come by walking with people who are further down the road than I am. Yeah, wow. And so that goes back to what we talked about a minute ago. Not only do we need encouragers, but we need, you know, we need the people who say, you can do it, you can do it. But we need the people who also say, don't be an idiot. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, your thinking is too low. Your thinking needs to go to another level. Yeah. Um, I, love, I love that thought. You know, we rarely change unless we've been offended. Wow. We, we wow. need people in the world who will say something to us that's like, Man, that hurt a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. <laughs> and we think they were right. They were right. What am I going to do about it? So yeah. I find, I feel like faith is absolutely critical. What do I see? What am I believing for? What has God shown me? But not yeah. only that, 
who am I walking with in community that's going to sharpen what I see and sharpen wow. how I think. Um, and um, so if you, if, you, if you think you're going to be the one man band that's going to change the world, well, good on you, you know, give it a shot. But I, I personally, <laughs> I'm not smart enough or not gifted enough to do it by myself. Yeah. I need to walk with a group of people, men and women, diverse people. Man, I love it. Shape my thinking. I love it, man. I, I love it. Like what, what you're sharing. And man, it's such a, it's been an incredible, um, you know, chat. And um, I'm really excited for everything that's happening, how God is just bringing everything together, how God is building this movement uh, through the gifts of individuals, you know. Um, and uh, again, once we all discover our great zone, our purpose, and start walking in it, <laughs> things are going to start happening fast because God wants to move. And I love what you're saying, community. We do need people. We do need to get offended from time to time. We do need to think bigger. And for me, I, I work like that as well, Pastor Mark. I need to be talking to people. I need to be hearing what's going on so I can elevate my thinking and my faith as well. And I think for now, what, would the, what, what advice would you give to someone who is uh, perhaps is starting right now? Perhaps someone is just, uh, just came to Equippers um, you know, I'm often in touch with people that are new to church, um, and uh, or perhaps they have been part of the journey for a while uh, in this movement or, or in other movements of churches. What advice would you give to someone uh, that you have learned? Maybe you can summarize everything and just say a sentence, or I don't know, up to you. Uh, they would give to someone who is willing to discover and fulfill God's will for their life. Mm, yeah, well, if that's you listening, then you know, we want to, we just want to champion you and excited that you want to take that journey. I, I, I think, um, I think, uh, I'd say a couple of things. I'd say take steps of faith and keep moving. Take steps of faith. Be someone who's willing to try something you've never tried before. Um, you know, that, that is, that is going to, you know, the, the, I love the idea of this, kind of step-by-step step thing because it keeps you moving. It keeps you reaching for the next one and, and, and that just keeps you moving in life. But, you know, be someone that says yes to the opportunities that are put in front of you. Yeah. Um, probably the best thing I do, I, I guess out of two strengths, I, I, I probably some grace in the area of leadership and some grace, grace in the area of communication and it, and it started not as a preacher. It started as just saying yes to the invitation wow. to, share my, to share my simple testimony. So someone starting out, what do I do? I would say, take steps of faith. I would say, say yes to the opportunities that are put in front of you, especially in a church context. Yeah. I, I've done just about everything in church life, by the way. I, I've, I've hosted, <laughs> I've done hospitality. I've done preaching, service leading. I've done band. Um, you know, I've done pack in, pack out for years. I've driven trucks. Um, uh -huh. I've sound very badly um, <laughs> at conferences. You know, I've, I've, and you know, I think what I would probably say is don't get locked in at the start too quickly to wow. what you're going to be your your skills thing for the rest of your life. I actually love the way Pastor Bruce Monk puts it. He says it's like a funnel. And, yeah. and we start off really wide and we do a whole lot of things. 
And then over your lifetime, God narrows them, narrows them, narrows them, and you do less, but what you do has greater impact. Wow. And we all want great impact, but you don't start with great impact. You start by being on the youth team, by hosting. Yeah, trying. By just doing whatever's asked. I'll do it all. Just tell me I'll do it. And God will actually start to take you on a journey because he's looking for a heart that says yes. He's not looking for a heart that says, I'll say yes to being a preacher, but no to being that. He's just looking for an open heart. Wow. So be open, say yes to God, and, and he'll lead you. You'll, you'll figure it out. Love it. I love it. Man, would you, would you pray for us, Pastor Mike? And just, yeah, I'm, I'm, to be honest, for me personally, I'm fully convinced if people discover their purpose, their, you know, God's will for their life, uh, the world would be a better place. The, the problem in the world, personally, I believe that is not, you know, uh, it's just a lack of, of purpose and people knowing God's will. If we all walk in God's will for our life, the world should be a different place. And I think, uh, especially for young people that are starting right now, uh, man, if we just commit to saying yes to God, to embarking on this journey and discovering this, what God has for us, the world, whoever is involved in our lives, will change, you know, will impact our world. And uh, would you pray for us, just, you know, for people that are listening right now, for God to release that spirit of, yes, man, I want to do this thing. I want to embark on this journey. And maybe for just a new, fresh passion that people, you know, they might be trying to discover what the next step is right now. So if you can pray for those things, that would be great, man. Come on, let's pray. Absolutely. Well, Heavenly Father, we just... Thank you for hungry hearts and for lives that are desiring to be used by you. Lord, we know that when we are used by you, it is the greatest feeling um, on the planet to know that an almighty heavenly God chose to do something on this earth through our lives. And Father, I just pray for people right now who are hungry to grow, hungry to learn. Let there be hearts that just say, I'll do whatever is in front of me. Uh, for the sake of just growing in your kingdom and my purpose on this earth. Also, just pray for people right now that feel stuck and feel frustrated, that feel mm. like they're not able to move forward for whatever reason. Father, would you um, give them the keys, the understanding, um, and the encouragers around them to help them keep going, even though it feels incredibly tough right now? Lord, I pray my testimony, Father, of just having people who encourage me at the toughest times would be the testimony of people listening today, that even when it's hard, there would be people say, don't give up, keep on going. In fact, maybe I'm that encourager to you today listening to simply say, yeah. come on, don't give up. God's with you. He's, he's forming something in you in this time that one day you'll recognize. So Father, we just release your blessing on every listener, every person tuning in for this, Father. Let this be an amazing year, an amazing season of discovering what we were put on the planet for. In Jesus' name, amen.